The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and I think Mr McNichol may still be smiling for the hot dog he had yesterday. Either that or the news that Danny Mullen signed for Joby McCall. What a week it's been for the fans, glued to the TV for the draw, booking flights and hotels in Amsterdam, then watching Alkmaar be average at best on Thursday night. Squeaky bum time kicks off at 7.45 this coming Thursday. Join the conversation on our socials, we're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, European Adventures, Fleetwood Review, The Man From Down Under, The Rumour Mill, Loan Report, Community Trust, On This Day With The Arab Archive, and our first fan guest of the season, Barry Kidd joins us. It's all coming up on episode 152 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, this is Morris Malpas, and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast with the driving Miss Daisy, Paul McNichol, and the driven round bend, Ronnie Costello. Uh, you are now in standing position only, Mr McNichol, uh, as you are Fleetwood away yesterday. Before mm-hmm. we get to that, it's already been a bit of a hectic week for United fans, and we said Enough. it in the intro there, it all started on Monday, watching the draw. Yes. Did, could you make any sense of what the, that draw was all about? Well, it took me a couple. It, could, it took me a couple of draws being made to think. Right, I've got this. I've got this because it made no sense to begin. Because with. we are a number now. We are not a team. And then it was like, yeah. yeah so we basically just draw out these numbers, and every group just gets assumed them. It was like, yeah. right. Well, we're not going to uh, Switzerland. <laughs> correct. Correct. And it then the draw bizarre, was made. Yeah, I don't know. See these draws these days. They like Ahan in life. People overcomplicate stuff. Just stick ah the buzz in one pot. Crack on. None of seeded shite. Just get the man there, and whatever happens, happens. Nonsense, Rondo. And at one point, the boys cleared in the camera What was going on? He's like, no, tighter. And that didn't help. Tighter bars out there. Didn't help. Put put your bars in there. Tighter bars out there. (laughs) Put your bars in there. I'm like, I'm already in Amsterdam. (laughs) Exactly. What is going on here? So, AZ Alkmaar against Tuzla City, a Bosnia and Herzegovina or Holland. And then, obviously, on the back of that, you thought, right, that's the draw. So we'll just wait to Thursday. To mm. see what happens, because nobody's going to be daft enough to start booking flights and accommodation uh, now. Well, that was my thought. That was my, that was my thought. So I think I said to you before we started recording, Rondo. As soon as the draw was made, I thought, right, probably it's going to be Alkmaar. So we'll uh, we'll we'll look at this. And the flights were no dirt cheap, but they were they were compared to what they are now. They were dirt cheap. Uh, but I didn't bite the bullet. I thought, no, that's that's a bit risky and can. To your point, nobody will be, nobody will be risking it that much. Can booking up and on the off chance because that, I mean, hands up if you can anything about Tuzla. Like nobody's putting their hand up. They they might. Is it no an electric car? No. I thought it was as well, and I was thinking eleven men against an electric car. It's a pretty good car. I'm fancying the eleven men, but I held off, and uh, I probably shouldn't have held off. But a lot of boys got booked up. Correct, me included. <laughs> But but to, again, you mentioned it in your intro. It's can it's it's in it's it's hanging, is it? Like it could 
it could still be a trip to Bosnia for United. You just done can. Ah, well, I'll, mo- I'll mo- be there. I'll be in Dam Square. I think about ten thousand United fans will be in Amsterdam trying to get a, a dodgy feed for this game if uh, if it goes that way. Yeah. So yeah, you can only hope. Like fair fair sporting point of view, you obviously want the worst team, but. Yeah. For a fan's point of view, that many people have ponied up a lot of dosh already to get themselves to Holland. So, yeah, kind of, we're, we're kind of hoping and praying it's Alkmaar for Abdi's sake. Yeah, no, I was, I was the same. So on the on the Monday, I was like, mm, I might just need to go and like book something. Looked at the hotel, so I can book a hotel easy enough. Maybe need to look at someone else. Couldn't come out on the Monday, Tuesday morning. I was like, right, I think we just need to need to bite the bullet and then. A lot of things were changing. It was like, right, leave, leave's done. Got annual leave. Can do it now. Can definitely go. You know, just one of these things. You're making sure our hands right. And then it was about nine, ten o'clock at night. It was sort of a wee bit hectic going back and forward. And me and our good pal, Mister Gordon, are uh, are heading to Amsterdam via Magic. Liverpool. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we are. Uh, yeah, we're uh, train doing to Liverpool early morning flight on a Wednesday. I day kick air suit it Thursday back first flight on the the Friday morning and back up the road obviously, and again this comes for well I'm no paying five six hundred quid to go for Scotland because obviously it's play demand all that kind of stuff and you're really struggling so you know it's a train that I thought me and Martin were going to be in the quiet coach just enjoying life for five hours it now turns out I think there's a the last head count there was eleven on that tr- train and flight path. Uh, of going there and back, so that should be quite a fair, quite a fair. It should, it should be. Yep, there'll not be much alcohol sunk. No, no, uh, in that party. No, but uh, yeah, as long as you get there. That's, yeah, uh, the bottom line. Yeah, that's the that, bottom line. And, and like we said, hey, if if it goes tits up, then I'll stop going to Amsterdam for a few days. So like like the majority of people. Yes. Yeah, and I've, make, I've, make make the best of it. Absolutely interesting going to Bosnia, regardless. <laughs> I don't think many people do. In fairness. Uh, I'm no first hey, for that stamp on my passport. <laughs> no, 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 many people are. <laughs> uh, did you then spend Thursday night watching AZ Alkmaar against Tuzla City? No, no, I didn't. Bang average, I thought that wasn't it great. Yeah, no, I didn't. But so all I know about the game is it was one nil, and that one goal was a penalty. Mm. That's that's all I know about that game. So I didn't. I, I mean, like. What my initial thought on the Monday was right, Alkmaar. I've heard of them. They've got a bit of pedigree at this level, so they they should be good, or they were, or they were at least once half decent. Mm. Uh, Tuzla can't know about them. So, like I mentioned before, I just assumed that it was going to be Alkmaar. So I'm I'm kind of surprised without having watched the game. I'm kind of surprised that it was only one nil. Yeah. So we will see. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Yeah, and I, I noticed, I recognised two players in the Alkmaar team. Jordi Classy, who mm-hmm. used to play at um, Southampton, and Bruno Martins Indy, who used to play for Stoke City. Both played for him. Them. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, the second boy. They were the only two that that kind of recognised, but you know, people were obviously throwing up the stats. All the two, the five top scorers in the league, play for them and whatever. Again, you can only beat what's in front of you, and if it's going to be them or if it's going to be uh, the Bosnians, then that that so be it. That's what's going to be. Yeah. The real yeah. squeaky bump time happens this Thursday at seven forty-five mm-hmm. kickoff when uh, Alkmaar go 
to um, Bosnia for the second leg. Uh, like I say, it is 1-0. There just wasn't much in it. Again, maybe it's early. Who knows? I know they're playing a pre-season friendly of the day. They're playing Bologna the day in a friendly uh, Alkmaar mm-hmm. because it's very early. I mean, they're in the stage. I mean, how are teams like that before us? Like, I'm just... Did anyone actually get an answer about that? Is it coefficient? Do we know? They, it, must, it must be where they qualified in the league, listen. Mm. I could only assume. Yeah, because I've got absolutely be. no idea. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where we're at at the moment. Um, I am booked up. I'm ready to go. I know you're Good. still looking at Struggling. options. <laughs> to put it this way, if I get there, it'll not be thanks to me. It will be thanks to show putting in the hard yards, doing all the sums and adding stuff up and seeing what the best option is. But at, at present, if I get there, it's looking like being via the train, if you can believe that. If you can believe that. So, but I am trying, okay? I am trying. Trains, planes and automobiles. There will uh, not be any planes, there might be some automobiles. I mean, so people are doing this in some ways, eh? And you're tucking the absolute biscuit to me. Paying ten hour train journeys to get there. Ten hour train journey and ten hour back. But you are going to do it slightly different, though, aren't you? You're going to treat this as a bit of a holiday, though, aren't you? You're going to. Yeah, the, yeah. The plan was originally a Monday, a Friday. That now looks like it might be a Tuesday or the Saturday, uh, and there's going to be two kids as well. So, and I can like you've said it to us. I can Martin has said it to us. He's like, "What are you talking about?" So, <laughs> I don't have paid me. I've not got a burn note attack. He might. Yeah, nah, but like Abdi's different. But I, I would, I, I would stew on my mind if I went to the game and didn't attack the wee man because we here, wee man loves United as much as me and you're under. Like that's that's there's only undeniable. one reason he's wanting to go. He cares what's in Amsterdam. Cheese. He, he might, he might. He's got a penchant for cheese and he likes red lights and he likes United. So wow, uh, it's it's, the wow. Per- it's almost the perfect draw for him. So we'll, we'll hit away and see. But I hate attack him if I'm going. He's going. It's it's that simple. Uh, at least you're all mad in her morals back in the day when he was going. I can't wait to see mum traipsing through Amsterdam with the three Burns. She had to organise for you to go and the Burns, eh? Old right. mother hen looking after you. Jesus, that nice. Jesus good nice in Amsterdam. That. And that's not even like a, that, the cheeses. Oh. That's no a euphemism, no. Chips and cheese done right. No, just what Pegasus used to serve you. <laughs> they could have served you anything you oh, were half gutter. It's, it's incredible it's incredible yeah I tell you before as well I went to a bar in Amsterdam before and it was uh, cheaper to get a beer than it was to get a pint of coke that's right again yeah. Coca-Cola yeah and you're also saying that any of the trips was watching United away because you saw winter slag in a windy was that was that true you couldn't have that as an away trip yeah I'll, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely okay. and United were obviously I was on a stag deal last time that's when we played in Venice and uh, sealed the, or well, made it easy uh, street, didn't it? That was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. That. Did you know how she was getting back? Ah, uh, didn't get back because uh, they couldn't have landed any planes at Shipwell. Locked in a, a room in the red light. <laughs> no, that, gagged and bound. That, that's the trip that we had. We had this. We had the stag. This is turned into a stag do group. Uh, we had the stag. We are we are lead and a, a dog leading a collar on, and the collar said like. <laughs> sexy or something but the back story is it wasn't actually a dog collar I actually had to get Claire to buy this collar for some erotic shop and it said oh, something right. like I did it did I say big daddy or something it said something daft on it right <laughs> but the best thing was I had to get her to try it on see if it would fit it wouldn't go through my massive oh. neck so so uh, so that was that and then he had it on and uh, 
you had to put on, so you had to drink. Ah, you drink through a dog bowl that day. <laughs> so, uh, so what we were doing is we were we were walking up the red light district. We am open up, opening up the doors and handing the lead and just walking away. And then they'd be like, "Give me money, what give me money." Days. I don't know where where they're failing. Like, give me money, give me money. So, uh, so yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> lucky. So, uh, and that's how it went. And then we ended up in some bar, which I'm desperate to find because I need to go back again. And again, he still had the collar on, on had the dog bowl, and we play this game called fingers. People probably can about it, but I'll definitely knowing knowing that way the way you're looking okay. at me and everyone else is going. When am I speaking to you? And uh, So you play fingers, but if you lose a round, you have to do a shot. But what they were doing is, because we made sure he was going to lose, we were filling up his dog bowl with like a dirty pint, a dirty bowl, but they were actually, they took the mats on the bar, poured all the dregs into there, oh, any of the man. towels that you used to, and this is a bar here before COVID started, so you're welcome. And then they were squeezing the towels out into the bowl and you had to drink it. I was incredible. Just, just it was incredible stuff. And then we didn't get him the next day. And trapdoor, my boss, because he was in hospital. He no, trapdoor, my boss (laughs) didn't believe us and checked when I phoned him to say I'm not getting him. Flights have been cancelled. He thought it was bullshitting him, so he went to check the (laughs) departures board. And then wasn't even my fault. I got a day's holiday ten off us. We might oh, want to do the podcast later on. Shite boss, I do remember. What that. did they on the shite boss? Uh, Martin was on it. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, and he that, brought Pez. I remember that very well. So that's that's the story. We'll be finding oh. it, and we'll be in that bar playing fingers. Cool. Bring your own dog lead, dog collar, and bowl. It'll be class. <laughs> no keys required. Anyway, Fleetwood yesterday. You were there. You were doing back Friday, Saturday, and you didn't even go on the Pepsi Max big one. Nope. Talk nope, to me. I didn't. Dro- drove down with my my eighty five year old man's back. Uh, that was you see your dad. <laughs> no, nope, he's a lot younger than eighty five. Uh, ah, so we, we we drove down on the Friday. It was, it was bloody sir with my bum back. Stayed in Fleetwood, and we went into Blackpool at night. Shite so hole. Shite hole. Does a match your noble look good? Uh, <laughs> It actually, it does. It looks like that. Chernobyl looks like Dubai compared to Blackpool. But that, but the thing is, Rondo, you could still find yourself a good time in Blackpool. So we went in, we went to a couple of boozers, uh, went for a wee wander. It was it was a good laugh. Like obviously, went to Coral Island and as the arcade place. It was, so it was a good laugh. But it's it's an absolute dump. But Any uh, Blackpool rock? Yes, there is Blackpool Rock, yeah. I didn't a bet. My better half bought it, so I don't care if there's any for you. Have your dad's a nice guy. Uh, did you get your name on it? <laughs> nope, nope. It was just... Uh, no, just I, bog standard. When I, was a, when I was a bairn, I can remember going to Blackpool. You were able to watch it getting made. What? I don't care, care if that still happens or not. Or if it does, it wasn't there on a Friday night. Have you scoffed any yet? Absolutely not. No. No. You can feel your teeth rotten when you're when you're soaking on Blackpool Rock, Rondo. Uh, I've heard that when you're soaking on rock, but no, it's uh, mm. so so so. Anyway, the trip was all right. Let's talk decent. about the game. The game, yeah. Well, it was it was. Uh, I mean, it was a nice enough wee stadium that that we found ourselves in. Great travelling support. Obviously, we, we knew it was going to be 
guys travelling in big numbers and I think a lot of English-based Arabs as well were able to get to the game. So so that side of it was good. And the the match itself, I felt a wee bit sorry for young Erch when I saw the team lines come out because me and you both agreed last week, which is unusual in itself. But we thought he was probably our best player and uh, he was demoted to the bench. Now, he was obviously demoted for Dylan Levitt, so I get it. Like I probably would have made that decision myself, but I did feel for him. And uh, it was good that Baraghetti was in the goal. I was looking forward to seeing him. And uh, Fletcher, it was uh, Arab's first chance at you know, look at Stephen Fletcher as well. So uh, the lineup uh, gave a uh, cause for optimism. I look forward to the game. Uh, indeed it was. And like you say, the, the, the lineup, kind of, for me, I think that's the way he's obviously looking to play sort of 4-3-3 mm-hmm. three, three, that changes a yep. wee bit during that but a back four is obviously the big talking point here yeah, because last yeah, season I it was very much a 3-5 a five kind of thing yeah because it's, it, it fitted the players better and it made us like, I dare say like if you're playing a back five and you should be slightly more secure at the back than you are playing a back four but uh, I think that when Jack Ross came in I can't remember if I said it on here or on another bloody podcast but I felt that his managerial style is probably going to make us a little bit more attacking, a wee bit more exciting to watch. But there's going to be a payoff on that. And I think that we're going to be a wee bit worse off defensively. And as I stand here today speaking of you, like the, the two games that I've seen now, and I get it's pre-season, we're maybe trying things out, but defensively, we are not as, as tight as we were last season, I don't think. Uh, and I... And I'm not sure why that is. It might be, it might not even be on the defence. It might be because in the midfield, but then I see Mahay, a destroyer. Like Sybil looks like he runs about and does some of the dirty work, but with Dinahay, somebody that does all the dirty work. Like that's their sole focus. Just breaking up play, maybe laying it off to somebody that's good on the bar and then letting, letting them start attacks. But but some of the play yesterday, I felt was quite good. Uh, like I kind of, I'm not going to be overly critical and say it was an absolute disgrace that we lost. Like, it wasn't a great that we lost, let's be honest. And there was a lot of things that we, we can critique and uh, hope that they get better over the week. But, like, defensively, we need to be a wee bit better. And whether or not that stems for the defence or for the, the midfield, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But I, my hunch tells me it's the, for the midfield. Yeah, I, I thought yesterday, I mean, I watched it on the, the, the pay-per-view with a, a random white dash on the screen that then the pen had mm. green which was weird but anyway and it, honestly it was so bizarre it was so bizarre but I thought I thought we played relatively well I thought loads of good moves mm. in it um, and spells yeah definitely. and I think you're the same I think like what you said we were trying certainly try to attack a lot more uh, it was a massive bonus seeing the goalie in uh, yes yeah quite casual the bite his feet one or two occasions I, but you know what Ron the, the first thing that jumped out at me was he just looked really comfortable yeah. with the body's feet, which is, that's the modern game, isn't it? And he also like wants to start attacks. He wants to get the ball yeah. moving, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which was, um, was quite a thing. But you, you can see that in terms of the style of play as well. You know, I think we are going to be a wee bit more, I'm not saying gung-ho, but he certainly looks like we're a wee bit more expansive or a bit more open. I mm-hmm. thought Sybil was really good in the first half yesterday and seemed to do a couple of jobs, like you're saying, no sitting in front because you saw at times Dylan Levitt would drop deeper to get the ball which then there's no point Sybil sitting there he's as well getting up as well Yeah. so it was an interesting three I thought I said this in, a, in one of the group chats that 
I thought it was quite harsh on Archie, but then when I, when I did look at the three, I thought, well, Levitt's just back for injury, Sybil's just in the door, and Harks is relatively back for injury, so I can see it. Fletcher, yeah. delighted to see him making a start. I think he shows what he can add. He had a couple of scloughs and passed, but, you know, and there was one chance in the second half, it felt a Tony Watts head was desperate to fault Stephen Fletcher's head. Yeah, and then he should yeah. have had what I thought was a Stonewall penalty. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was going to message you, but I couldn't be asked if I'm being honest. But at the For time, sure. I, thought that was a, I thought that was a penalty. Because the reason I was going to message you is because I knew that you were watching it on, uh, on a stream and I didn't know if you'd be getting replays or not. But uh, I can't wait to speak about it the day anyway. But oh, no, time, you got no replays. You just got the game. There was no right, replays. Okay. Well, at the time, similar to you, I, I thought it was a, a Stonewall penalty. Mm. But... The ref didn't give him much yesterday. <laughs> no, <laughs> really, didn't I? No, I, I certainly thought. I mean, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people online saying, you know, it was the same as last season. I didn't think it was at all. I, th- I think it was. I think at times we, we are we were slightly open, and we've mentioned that about no being as solid because, you know, we've no went to a three at the back, five at the back to this four, but the second goal, like Liam Smith's about three mile out of position, you know. But yeah. again, this is him going into the midfield again. Whereas maybe if we had. The, the the big bruiser in there that probably doesn't happen yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't like Liam Smith in midfield eh? no on your day I'm not I'm no saying that he's not competent he is competent but that's not his position no I think he's had the one good game and that was the Hearts game when he scored the world day eh? but other yeah, than that yeah but he's no, we, we, in there through a necessity whereas I'm thinking yeah, come on it's no for me nah. it's no for me but there, but like if, you, if we're going to focus on the positives there was some really nice link up play Stephen Fletcher, he's good in the air, he's good at holding the ball up, he's good at bringing boys in. Uh, Cujo, again, showed that he's that he's a bit of an enigma in a good way. You know, he's so strong. Boys were trying to kick him left, right and centre a lot of the time. Uh, he's brave on the ball as well. You know, he likes taking boys on. We, we still, again, it's a modern football thing. Like, we put him on the, the right and we put Tony Watt on the left when they're, they're, they're good foots the opposite end. Uh, so when it comes to trying to get a cross in Kujo usually found himself on his right foot and put into the, the terrace and behind the goal a few times uh, and you know what I'm, I'm getting to the stage where I'm, I'm also and again it's pre-season I'm, I'm not going to belabor the point but I would like Tony Watt to be doing a wee bit more uh, like he, him and Fletcher were linking up quite well yesterday but he he's in of the senior players now I'm, I'm looking for just a wee bit more for Tony Watt I'm looking for Definitely more of a goal threat, getting on the end of chances. Uh, and can, on another day, you maybe score a couple yesterday because there was a few chances that he's put into the box for Fletcher and he's kind of sclaffed them a wee bit. He's maybe just out of touch because he's not played that often. But I would like Tony Watt to be offering slightly more than he was offering uh, last week and, and yesterday. Mm. Yeah, and uh, obviously it was a... Uh, what was your view of the first goal, by the way? And it come through, Abdi? Uh, I thought it was poorly defended and then it was a decent save for the keeper and then it broke to uh, their big big lads and I think somebody I think it was maybe Liam Smith almost tapped his ankle and gave a lap I think it was Liam Smith it might have been Mulgrew I can't remember and then it got laid back and then he's obviously he's just blittered it through Abdi's legs and I think it's maybe hit off a harks and went into the far corner couldn't have, couldn't have blamed the keeper there uh, uh, poor defending I just thought it was a sloppy goal to lose. It shouldn't have, shouldn't have, we should have defended the corner better. And then Big Sexy remembered what goal to score in. 
It's the opposite goal. Like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like again, I've only seen it once. I haven't seen the goals back, but it looked like a really composed finish. You know, it just fell to him on his on his weaker right foot. And he's uh, I think he's just curled it into the corner. Yeah. Where I was sitting, that's, that's just what it looked like. Uh, but we had we had I suppose but at the end of the game, I was thinking, right, our keepers made a good few saves. I couldn't honestly remember their keeper making that many saves, but I didn't feel like I, I still felt like we were probably the better side. We played, we had more of the chances. You actually hearing a chance if, if that makes any any sense. Uh, like we got ourselves into great positions, and it was either poor finishing or or decent defending for them uh, that was stopping us. And then by the same token, like they didn't have that that many chances, but they were a good few of them were clear cut. Keeper done well for us. Certainly, there was a double save in the second half. That, that was for the uh, Fletcher penalty. That's what that's that right. Yeah, for. they broke. They broke straight away up. Yep, yep. That's right. And. Uh, Ah, like they they were just a wee bit in their clinical. I've, I haven't seen their second goal back. Like it's obviously went in the keeper's near post. I don't know if it's an absolute rocket or a shot or if he should if he should be getting it. I'm not sure, but I, I just I just think that we defensively were not nearly as good as we were last season yet, and uh, that needs worked on. But we, we we're still the club know it. Like it's it's no Abdi Kenza. Anybody that's watched United, we still need three or four players, and I think. Uh, because we're we're just light, we're light all over the place. You, you've you've said it for weeks now. We probably need an hour centre half, and we'll get on to that uh, in regards to the loan report in a wee bit. Uh, but we definitely need a destroyer in the midfield, probably another striker, because when when the striking changes got made, when you took off Watt, Fletcher, and Kujo, like we didn't really hear that much. It looked like Harks was just playing. Off a uh, Nicky Clark towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, so I think I think we're a bit light uh, in a number of positions, and the season's right around the corner, so like fingers need to get extracted. I, I certainly didn't see any movement for Saturday. I don't think anything. It's too quiet again. We've brought deals out of nothing, but yeah. it's quiet yeah. um, in terms of that. It's like anything. If a player coming in doesn't improve your starting eleven, he has to improve your squad. He has to improve mm. your squad. Yeah, um, you should, I would imagine you should always be trying to improve the starting eleven. Yeah, like that should be that should. Then I just get a squad player. Like we're we're Dundee United. Like if you're Man United or something, and you've got mega bucks and you've got loads of cash to play with and throw about, then ah, like pad out your squad. But we need we need quality in. So I would I would like to be thinking that they're they're looking at players thinking this boy will get in at the starting eleven. And then if that means somebody else that's in there has got to drop down and or or improve or fight for their place, then that's that's the ruthlessness of football. Like you've you've just got to get on with that. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean you look at you know tying in the rumor mill. You know uh, this week Glenn Middleton was linked. Can't see much legs in that. Being it's, he plays for them, uh, it's went quiet on McGrath as well. You know mm-hmm. uh, he's been playing for Wigan, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He's been playing in their yep. pre-season friendlies. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't know what's happening there. Yeah, and that—that's why I find I'm just not sure. But again, the Fletcher deal kind of come out in a place because I think mm. when it was first rumored over that weekend, most people went, <laughs> "Then I think so," and then it happened. Yeah. So, yeah, which is um, which would be great. What, what, and then, what did he do? What What did he injure yesterday out uh, of interest, Rondo? Did he dislocate a finger or something? Aye, he seemed to do something. His fingers got strapped up. So, uh, um, uh, not sure what it obviously was if they reset it or. Whatever, but 
Yeah, um, I looked. It, it didn't zoom in or nothing, so I wasn't really sure. But it was definitely when the hand was extended out, and that's what they were working on. So whether he's twist fell on it or the player stamped on it by mistake or whatever, I'm not sure. Um, but one of the quotes that I saw uh, this morning in the Courier uh, was that Jack Ross has confirmed that the three guys on trial uh, aren't actually for the first team. They would be, in his words, for the B team. Yeah, whether he's just used that didn't phrase or if that's a plan going forward, don't know. But, you know, and um, the Daily Arabs pointed out, you know, one of them's 19, one of them's 22, and one's 24. You know, yeah. a bit hard for a B team, I thought. We're no Barcelona. Like, yeah. We don't have a B team. We've got a first team yeah. that needs players and then we've got an under-18 team. Yeah. So I, I, I don't understand... I'm. I'm not really sure what Jack Ross is is getting at there. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So it's a, that's a strange end. But I, I mean, we we know that we're we're certainly needing. You're looking at players to come in. Would you say ye- yesterday, on paper, and I'll throw in a Mulgrew or a Graham and the midfield or a Archie Mikasen, Is that probably our strongest eleven right now? Right now it is, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, who else? Like Nicky Clark, for whatever reason, he, d- he divides opinion. You know, some people think he's good, some people really don't rate him. Uh, the fact remains, like, he, he scores goals for us, he maybe doesn't score enough, but if you take his goals away, then we're not in Europe this season. Uh, and he scores a lot of vital goals as well. And he always seems to be uh, the odd man left out a lot of the time. You know, he's, he's served us very well. Do I think that we need better? Uh, absolutely, I think we need better. But but right now, I, th- I think that the team that, that started yesterday, and you can make an argument for Ross Graham because he finished the season so, so well last year. And Mikasen, well, so did Mikasen when he got a chance, never let anybody down. But the thing with, with Mikasen, who do you leave out? Do you, you can't leave Dan Levitt. That, no. And you're not going to leave Harks out. He, he covers so much ground, uh, you know, he offers, and, and again, like Harks is another name that kind of divides opinion. No, he's no Abdi's cup of tea. Legend. But, uh, well, but, but he offers, I, I personally think he offers something to the team. Uh, but he, he offer but more? Again, he, here's, the, here's the question for you then, Paul, though. Like if you're saying there, there's Mikasen, there's Levitt, there's Harks, right? And throw in, mm-hmm. in uh, Sybil or Mikasen, whatever, right? If you're wanting the bruiser to come in, what drops it? Because one of them has to drop it. For me. Yeah. Sibbled. So you're playing Hearts, Levitt, and a bruiser. So Mikasen's yeah. on the bench, Sibbled's on the bench. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. But, that's because even at times yesterday, in this 4 3 3 you were playing with Watt out on the left, Akujo on the right with Fletcher, Hearts was so high at times. It was like a 4 2 4. You know? And, that, and that's what Double we said eight. weeks ago. We, we, away with that shite. But that's what we said weeks ago. Like it's going to be mere attacking. Like mm-hmm. Jack Ross does set his teams up mere attacking. But we'll leave ourselves open. And uh, teams are being clinical just now against. And again, it's only pre-season. I will repeat that. But the season's like six days away. Five days away when people listen to this. Well, when you look at uh, it, we've gave two of our own errors and we've lost two and a half to Sunderland. And then yep. yesterday, we've effectively gave up two, well, we've had shy a real goals. unlucky two, shitty two goal. Shy goals. And then the yeah. second, we're a wee bit exposed, it's, we're hitting the break. And I would need to see, see it again, but 
I'll give the benefit of the doubt the boy's shot's really good because it's keepers probably keepers probably still got jet yeah. lag. Well, yeah, possibly, <laughs> yeah. But but I, I think the keeper, I think he'll be the number one. Oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah, I think he's going to be the number one. Uh, and I've only seen them play a game each, hundred percent. Correct. Yeah, correct. Same. Uh, so I think the goalie position, like he, he, that, did fill me with a wee bit more confidence when I saw him with the bat his feet and just. Just his, his general demeanour on the pitch, like he, he didn't look overawed by anything. He's obviously an experienced keeper. Uh, is he an international keeper? Has he played for his country? Played once, yeah. He's been in a couple of squads, right, okay. but yeah, he's a good keeper. He's he's there's no doubt in my mind he's a good keeper. So he'll be the number one moving forward. Uh, but yeah, we just we just need some. We, we need we need to shore it up a wee bit, Rondo, because if we're going to continue the way we we have been for the last couple of seasons, no creating much. And no taking chances. Like, okay, you could argue yesterday we maybe created a wee bit of mere, but we still didn't have that many mere chances. Uh, then we need to be shoring up the back. You, you kinda, we can't be conceding two goals a week because we we are not a team that scores three. So it's still a work in progress. It's still a work in progress. We do need sign-ins. And to your, to your point about Jack Cross coming out and saying, well, these boys that we're actually looking at, didn't get too excited because we're looking at them for the B team. I've got absolutely no idea what he means by that because we didn't hear B team. Are we what, to build another B team? Oh, maybe we will. What's going on? Um, well, he needs to fix the A team first. And I didn't mean Mahanabal and B.A. Baracus. <laughs> was it was it nice and rewarding driven? You know, four and a half hours, we a bum back to get another fantastic refereeing performance? It's, it's, always, it's always rewarding driving to see United like regardless uh, how much pain I may be in when I'm sitting on my arsenal moving a perfect just my feet <laughs> but it was uh, uh, the refereeing yesterday I just I just felt like any sort of dodgy 50-50 decision went early but that might just be like, it was an English ref wasn't it I was hoping it was going to be Bobby Madden uh, just just for the banner because it would have given something else to sing about he, had the dar- he, was, he was doing Derby's game yesterday was he mm-hmm. was he uh, has he been hounded out the country yet for being absolutely red rotten at refereeing? No, no. No, yeah, that'll happen. Yet. That'll happen. Book it. Scott, <laughs> Scott Brown was there with a full head of hair. Almost did an agonism. Two uh, United tackle, fan, boom. Uh, United fans uh, didn't miss him. He, no. got, he got a couple of wee songs. I bet they never. Um, you sent me a photo yesterday for the ground. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that you proving a point of what a real hot dog should look like at a football match? Scran. Scran. Well, the story behind the hot dog at the football, uh, it was obviously, I think, that, again, the old man's went and he's ponied up the dosh for the scran. So I, I've I've wanted a meat and potato pie and a Cornish pasty, Oof. a corned beef Cornish pasty. Oof. Absolutely. That, that was the highlight. Like, that was delicious. The meat and potato pie. Uh, I think they make the filling for the pies in a volcano uh, <laughs> underneath the ground. Absolutely roasting. Third degree burns on my tongue and my throat. Brilliant. The hot dog scenario. The hot dog got ordered for somebody that then once they saw that loaded hot dog, so it was a hot dog just with fried onions on the top, or dried onions, sorry. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of them. Same. So when that, when that got delivered to the counter, the person that ordered it didn't want it. She was like, nah, just get us a hot dog. So the woman standing there with this, so the old man took it, paid for it. But the old man didn't want it. He only eats hot dogs when the Super Bowl's on. And that's not until February. 
So he was he was actually offering it a lot to, to fans that were coming up and speaking to him. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? I'll eat it. And then I went, so he went away and he, he put it down on the shelf and he, and he took a bite of it. I was like, what are you doing? I said, I would eat it. You're trying to get away. Now you've took a bite of it. I've not even took a 40 and sent it to Ron yet. So that's how when you look at that 40 properly, you're, only, you're not getting the hell hot dog run because there's a chunk missing. The old man was chewing down on it. So me and him shared it. Uh, but it was, Please tell me it Lady was in the Trump shared that. Not not in that not in that style. No, no, no. He he removed himself from the equation once I had commandeered possession of said hot dog. Yeah, we went to an Amsterdam and see where we end up. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it was decent. It was decent. So the the catering at United. If you're listening, get some dried onions on there and get some ketchup as well. We're laughing. Still no chili, North cheese. <laughs> no. Zero <laughs> on said hot dog. That was incredible stuff yesterday. Incredible stuff. Uh, but good fun, good atmosphere. Uh, great atmosphere, yeah. Great atmosphere. Uh, majority were all well behaved. There was a wee incident in the crowd when, like, there was two boys that were there. They probably can't their way around uh, a couple of pints of lager. They were singing. They weren't really facing the game. They were singing, facing the crowd, missing the game, which wasn't really. But kind of wasn't a problem. They were just helping create an atmosphere. And then 70 minutes in, the stewards thought, right, they had to do something about this. Why they waited until the 70th minute to do anything about it, I don't know. Why they even felt the need to do anything about it, I don't know. But that caused a wee bit of, wee bit of friction in the stands. But it was kind of quickly dealt with. I think the stewards were a wee bit overzealous, a wee bit heavy-handed unnecessarily. But apart from that, like 1,200 fans travelling down. Some of them are probably still there as we're recording this. Uh, uh, it was very good natured, very very good natured trip. Aye, that's incredible. How did you? How were you knowing the boozer where Abdi else was? Couldn't again. All mobbed. Couldn't again. So we, yeah, so that wee boozer. I'm assuming it's a wee boozer. That's at the ground. So huh. I think it opened at twelve. We made our way there, probably about twenty two quarter to one. Which, like in hindsight, obviously it was way too late. Probably should have been there an hour before queuing again. Uh, I think it was called Jim's Bar or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, we couldn't again. So we saw, we bumped into Dave Muir. He was there with his wife and his bairns. Uh, and they were like, look, we're not getting in. They've said they've said that you might get in, but you'd probably not get served. Well, there's no point in that. So we just hopped back on the tram into Fleetwood. And uh, I think it was the King's Arms we tried again. That was crammed. We United fans. There was quite a few boozers crammed with United fans, as you could imagine. Uh, all good natured. And they bother at all. The the one there was there was actually a guy in the King's Arms we had done detail on. So I, I didn't I didn't speak to him. Obviously, of course, standards. Why would you? But uh, the, the, the back but the back story behind that is he was obviously he stays doing Fleetwood. Uh, he's got family up in Dundee, and he, he's obviously just thought I'm just going to go out the day. We bar banter put my Dundee tap on, so he was mingling with the United fans. So it was all good nature. Well, we ended up. He'll probably get him. Probably, probably. Uh, it was all good nature. He left with his life, so he's done well. How many selfies were you in yesterday? Uh, none of the ends I took. We huh. the old man and and showing that. Huh? I don't think nah, nobody. No other selfies. Huh. I think somebody took a photo. Was it Jason Robertson took a photo? <laughs> I don't know. I could say in the crowd might have, might might have been a pair. Might have been the hot dog. I don't know what I was eating at that point. But uh, I'm I'm getting a wee bit concerned uh, and worried as well that people are taking photos when I'm eating. I'm 
I'm just, I'm just going to end up no eating. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm just going to be shamed, isn't it? It's when, it's when you're getting f- it's, food shamed. It's when in a, a photo your old man gives the universal, am I right? Thumbs up. Oh, thumbs I'm all up, good. Uh, I'm all good. Unbelievable. Eh? He, he, that's <laughs> the, the story behind that is because he used to tap a photo of the old man, and I don't know if it's because he's ex or something, but he's maybe had a smile trained to him. So he, he, people would see photos of, of my dad and were like, You know, enjoying yourself. It's like, No, nah, that was a great time. He's like, Well, I can't tell your face. He's like, ah. So a couple of years ago, he decided, Right, I'm just going to put my thumb up rather than smile. So, that, so that's what he does. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, if he still drops some thumbs in there. DWFDUFC83 on Twitter says the I've got to say the Cornish pasties at Fleetwood yesterday were the best ever for me. So you might be missing well. Amazing. Amazing. No, nah, that, that's, yeah, what that's what I had. That's <laughs> what Incredible stuff. Uh right, so that is it. We are on to the uh Kilmarnock, obviously next week. It's hard to preview when you really can what's going on. So we'll pick up on our uh, following week previews once the season gets up and running. But Kilmarnock away tickets on sale not quite sold out I don't think unless I've picked that up wrong but they are on sale uh, for that mm-hmm. and then we go into a couple of a few weeks of Sunday fixtures obviously with the Celtic game being moved and then the yeah. two games for Europe being moved as well uh, the man from Down Under is of course here he was uh, on a I don't know what the flight 24 hour flight or whatever he's in he's made his debut which was a big big surprise nice reveal video as well no sure he's got enough sleep in him yet uh, but will he be more Rakavan or Van de Camp is what I had for a line but after that was purely because I didn't think he'd play yesterday but on the basis yeah. I think we are a bit of a thumbs up in that direction just like your yeah, dad definitely uh, correct in the rumour mill we've obviously captured a few of them uh, that we've mentioned but you've got one featuring Brighton and a certain winger yeah apparently Brighton are keeping tabs on Matthew Cujo so uh, that's no great news because <laughs> he's were one really bright spark just now uh, and Brighton can do one uh, and that's the official line for the club Brighton can actually do one so yeah hopefully there's nothing in that uh, I mean what has what has Kujo played for us a couple of games two 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 games okay so unless they're, they're span we drones up at St Andrews train facility uh, I don't know how they've actually they've seen much of him in action uh, I would imagine, though, given what we've seen in the last couple of games, he's a very exciting player. Uh, he's only going to get better. Uh, like, and uh, if I'm good, Joe, I'm thinking like I've got a decent future in front of me as well. Like, uh, that's what I'd be thinking. So, if somebody like Brighton a wee bit further down the line, of course, I could see that. that happening. Or a two-year deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the bars in our court are nine, yeah. uh, and I, I want to see more of them. The fact that he played the majority of the game yesterday and he only came off because he had cramp or he was picked up a wee niggle or something uh, I think that tells you that he's in Jack Ross's plans for next week I don't think this was just a, a token I will we'll give you a gamble I, th- I think that team yesterday is probably injury aside not going to be far away for the team that starts doing at Rugby Park 100% 100% yeah. uh, keep an eye on that one uh, I, I think Jack Ross said after the game there's obviously a lot for Kujo with the ball they're working on them without the ball, but eighteen, it's going to be. But it's um, yeah, it's really good to, it's been really good to see. Um, not a player, but Andy Goldie's off to Swansea as academy manager. Heard uh, we a rumor of this a, a couple of weeks ago. I think I heard a rumor of this was happening, yeah. but obviously nothing was coming out, or no one else had said it. But uh, podcast pal, yeah, uh, we while ago he was on. 
uh, an interesting move episodes, for that. I mean, academy director, academy manager, obviously a different setup and whatever, but mm-hmm. um, seems to be a very ambitious guy, and um, we wish him all the best. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's very good at what he does as well. Uh, so it's it's no it's no real shock. I mean, he was kind of headhunted by us from I think it was Hamilton, uh, and before that, he'd served a wee bit of time with the SFA. So yeah, it's for for Andy Goldie. It's probably the next the next step in his own career progression. I dare say he's probably on a better a better wage doing there. I would assume, and I'm not saying that he was on peanuts at United. He might be on a good wage here as well. But uh, yeah, good good luck to him. Uh, I, I wish him well. For our point of view, I hope that he's he's replaced with somebody just as adept at the at the job as what he was, uh, and we we'll keep producing these young players that are <laughs> going to net Mr Ogren some money. Indeed. Uh, season tickets are now over the 5,700 mark, making the 22-23 campaign our highest selling season on record. Do we have a loan report this week? Well, kind of. It's not the, no the best. Uh, and the reason for that is because Mark Connolly at Dundalk is not at Dundalk anymore. Uh, he's apparently been recalled by United, so there's no need to report on the big man this week. Uh, but it will be interesting to see what happens with him, Rondo, because I just assumed, probably like a lot of people, that, that his time at Tannadice uh, had come to an end. He was over there, probably just seeing out the remainder of his contract with us, and then at the end, though, he wouldn't be getting renewed. We've we've said it for a few weeks. Like we we feel that we probably do need some kind of backup in that position. So I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if United, if the, if the thinking behind this is get him back and uh, add him to the squad, and like we we continue uh, as 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 it is at the moment where he's back at Tanadice. I think that it may just be a case of the loan agreements run out. Uh, United are probably, I don't know, the story of who pays the wages, well, how much you pay the wages. Maybe they're looking to renegotiate that side out or something before they send them back there because like, he's been doing well over there. He was player of the month. Uh, I mentioned that last week. He was player of the month for the whole league. Uh, he, he's back home. I think his kid's probably called Scotland home, but he's back home, close to his family. So it was a strange one. Like uh, it kind of took me by by surprise. It probably took a lot of people by surprise the fact that he's back. Uh, but I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would imagine that Mark Connolly will be part of the loan report again in a couple of weeks. Jack Newman at Peterhead. Jack and his Peterhead mates rounded off their Premier Sports League Cup group stage with yet another defeat on Saturday. This time away to Stirling Albion. Jack was in the goals, although not at fault for any of the goals, for the full 90 minutes, as Stirling easily saw Peterhead 3-0. It means that Peterhead finished bottom of their group, having lost all four games and never even managed to score a goal. Jack will be hoping for a marked improvement from the team when the league season starts next week. Uh, just on Mark Connolly, um, he is mm-hmm. not in United's first team plans, despite being recalled from his loan spell. Uh, he's obviously got a year left on his deal, but Jack Ross said mm-hmm. he's not sure exactly where that one is. But in terms of how he's been building the squad in pre-season and in the new campaign, it has very much been without Mark. That's how it is planned to be, and that will remain the case at the moment, is what he said after the game. Maybe he's coming back for Jack's B team. <laughs> Who knows? The, the B team only he knows about. 
yeah. we mentioned it last week going on we mentioned that the community trust are involved in an event uh, which is an evening with still game star Paul Riley, who plays Winston, of course, in the show. He'll have backstage stories, a Q&A. It's at the Heggy, 5th of August. Tickets 25 quid, a fiver from every ticket. Uh, sale goes to D-U-C-T, which is nice. Uh, Smile is back for 2023. You can book your tickets now. There is a special Supporters Foundation evening. Uh, you're getting two shows for the price of one because a couple of nuggets are coming on after the show to speak to some of the stars and players that played under uh, Jim McLean. And uh, two of them that have been confirmed are podcast pals, uh, John Holt and Morris Malpass. So that should be a lot of fun. Details on the uh, Supporters Foundation website or indeed you can book through the Rep Direct. So then... It's time now for our first fun guest of the season. Barry Kidd, welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? Very well, gentlemen. It's lovely to see you both on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, there's not many people that say that, seeing us as a as a delight on the Sunday afternoon, a nightmare to many. But here we are. Uh, first fun guest of the season. You don't win a prize for it, but you follow Morris Malpass. How about that? Aye, well... Can't really ask for more than that. No, and um, you're not a fifer, so there we go. We move on. No, I'm not a fifer. <laughs> so you're, you're you're one up already then. <laughs> um, yeah, fans, as always, we're, we're fan guests, Barry. We like to take ourselves right the way back. How did you get turned into the follower of the Tangerine? How how did what's your earliest memories? How did you get following United? Yeah, it's um. Yeah, as far back as I can remember, it was my, my, my cousin, one of my cousins, Neil. Uh, he he was the the mad Arab in, in our family when I was growing up, and uh, he would I would get his hand me down scarves and um, bits and bobs and stuff like that. And uh, a couple of my other cousins, Neil's uh, brothers, at least one of them's a, a D. Um, so Neil oh, was wow. in there early, thinking, "No, I'm staking a claim. This is this boy's turning tangerine for sure." So. It was uh, it was Neil to start off with, and yeah, just uh, just became quite fanatical, quite young, and was desperate to get um, to games as as early as I could. But um, I was I was looking it up actually the first game. I knew it was a one 0 win at home against Hibs, and I knew Mix who scored a penalty, but I couldn't figure out what season it was, and I couldn't find the program. I've got the program somewhere, but the uh, the beautiful resource that is the Arab Archive answered my question, uh, which was 1990, April the 7th, 1990. So I was only nine years old then. Um, and that was my old man. He took me to that game. He's not a football fan. Uh, he was 25 years in Tayside Constabulary. So uh, his experience of football was uh, hauling knuckleheads out of the ground and fighting with them and being called all sorts. So... Uh, he was never a fan, so I had to kind of uh, battle to get to get to that first game. But he did it, and uh, yeah, after that, it was it was it was usually my cousins actually. They would take me to the games from time to time until till I became a, a season ticket holder. Eventually, what was that first game? game? What was the date? Was, uh, April the seventh, nineteen ninety. Oh, there we go, Hibs. There we are. What? What I was playing? Oh, uh, Alan Main. Alan Main. Oh. What a keeper. Uh, podcast pal, Freddie van der Hoorn. Mm-hmm. Podcast pal, Brian Welsh. Neil okay. Drag, Kravokapitch. Alex Cullen. Dave Bowman. Jim McAnally. Billy McKinley. Darren Jackson. Podcast pal, Paddy Connolly. Do you want to have a stab at the final player? It's not Mick Sue and it's no John Clark. 
I don't think you'll get it, Paul. I don't think you'll ever get this. Raphael Mead. Oh, I tell you what, it's it's left field. Peter Hines. Peter Hines. There you go. Okay. Peter Hines. I, I wouldn't have got that. We no. could have been here all day. John Clark and uh, Mick Sue were on the bench that day. Um, one one nil. So there you go. Uh, yeah, nineteen ninety was the was the first game. You, you can yeah. give your age away if you want, Barry. So, um, were you in your teenage years then, or were you still a young pup and you were you were did you like would you watch the game? Would you run about? Because I ran about in the first sort of games and whatever. Probably in the no, shed. I, I was, no, I, I remember. Uh, so I was only nine at that game. Nine years old. I was born eighty one. Uh, and young I, team. I don't remember too. I remember completely overreacting at the goal and going mental, like way more mental than anybody around me because it was the first goal I'd ever seen. And I remember like jumping on my dad and everything, <laughs> uh, who was not sharing my enthusiasm. So uh, that's about all I could remember from it, really. Uh, yeah, it's incredible as well. Like, see, these the things like your first game and stuff, when you remember them, you know, it's. Uh, I don't remember. I, I I know mine because it was the nineteen ninety one Scottish Cup final, which is a, yeah. a real sort of experience. But after that, it was just going to games and then going to games. But I've just actually caught sight. Do you know what your program was in nineteen ninety? Seventy pence. Seventy pence. Jeez, and it was the B and Q Premier League, Premier Division. Yeah. It would have been back then. Yeah, um, that's right. So if you're going 1990, was the first strip the Belhaven strap? Is that it over yeah. your shoulder, by any chance? Aye, that's it. That's the beauty right there. That is a beauty. Is that is that an original? Aye, that's an original. Yeah. Oh, Good stick on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. Yeah. That's why I'm not wearing it. That one's a wee bit nippet now. So that's uh, the just a dud. I can't remember. Bellhaven. I can't remember, but it had an A6 on it on the opposite side for the badge. But if it has, it's worn off. Ah but, yes. Yeah. Um, it's no, that's an original. Yeah, it's that's from. The one I had. Have you Super got? Have you still? Because you've obviously got the paint splatter on. Have you still kept yeah. a lot of tops for yeah, over the years? Uh, pretty much. There's a couple that I've not got. I used to have the away of that. Sadly, don't have it. I've got this. <laughs> that's the. That's oh. I think that's the, the buck that I know where the badge is right through it. Yes. Yes. That that's that's one of that's one of my favourite. It's got the pin down collar. Yeah, yep. it's great for an audio podcast. This, yeah, um, but, but people people know what oh, strips we're talking yes. about. Aye, so who the, who was the who was the person ponying up the door? Get you the strips, then if your old man was dead against football. Uh, no, he he was dead against it, but he still enabled it. He was a good lad. Yeah, uh, cool. he never he never set me uh, uh, against it or anything like that. He just never docked your pocket money or nothing like that. To, no, but I used to. I, I usually have to. I usually used to have to earn it. Like you would have to. Uh, I, I remember. Um, the desperate good old days exactly desperate for a pair of football boots uh, to do trials for the school football team and he was like nah no chance if you get in the team then we could get your boots but there's no point in getting you them if you're on the team so I remember going to trials and getting in the team and uh, that was a sweet moment coming home and going dad your wallet out <laughs> <laughs> didn't enter sport or Davy low I was I was five star <laughs> sport I right, used to be in, or I was in our sport after yeah, yeah. and yeah uh, I think it was on King Street in the ferry. I straight down there for a first pair of football boots. Class. Yeah, pair Super. of Deodoras. Yeah. <laughs> pair of Quasars back in the day. Unbelievable stuff. I know. I know. Um, uh, all these strips, I mean, it doesn't need to be the ones you've got there. What, have you got a favourite? Aye, that's oh. my favourite. The, the one with the diamonds in the, on the sleeves. Aye. Yeah. So the, the Bellhaven yeah, A6 number. Uh, yeah. Favourite away strap? Got oh, this one! It's for gotta sure. be the page It's gotta splatter, be. Eh? It's gotta be. Yeah, that's original as well. That's yeah, the lovely one. <laughs> he's still yeah. got. He's got. Yours fits you as well, but you found yours, didn't you? 
Yeah, mine fits. Mine just got the Rover sponsor on it, so which is it, which is bizarre because oh, really? we only had uh, we only had Rover sponsor on the Cup winning top. Mm. Yeah, sure that season. So yours is probably yeah. dodgy. Is that what you're telling us? No, I bought it at the time, so I don't know whether or not there was some left in the in the club shop. They just stuck Rover on it, but like mine just probably worth a wee bit more, Rondo. Yeah, because it's got that on it. <laughs> they maybe used it in Europe or something in this. The summer after that, just as possibly, yeah, I have no idea, but it's hanging up in my wardrobe, so I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna be getting my address away anytime soon. No, well, this was a this was a benefit of mind in that period in the nineties where everybody just bought XL and everything. It was all it was always dead buggy on you, so that's yep. a benefit. Of this one it still fits. I'm sure a mate of mine's got the long sleeved and that. I Oof. don't know if they ever sold them or was it maybe a player issue or a squad issue or whatever, but yeah. it's an absolute beauty that in. I, I, I've said yeah. this loads of times. I, to Paul and probably on episodes I wish I had kept strips that I had I think I was too easy just to get rid of them or whatever yeah. like I remember the 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 pony strips and you had the massive rover in the front or the telewest broadband that used to crack at the time I just used to just get rid of them and I, I desperately wish yeah. I would have kept some of them because you say all them had them for sort of early on and it's just uh, to see some of the collections that boys have got is unreal again yeah. unreal especially originals as well I wish I had a VG one. That was that was a class trip as well. Yeah, I've still I've still got my original VG. That's the only nice. original for being a bairn that I've got. Now clearly that there's no danger I'm getting an error in that, but uh, that's still hanging up in my wardrobe as well. That's uh, that's an absolute peach of a kit. Yes. Yeah, uh, some uh, some cracking strips that we've had, but um, so that's your favourites. I, I would certainly give that would. We mixed up Pat Line and scored in that goal. Would would he become a bit of a sort of first hero to you just because he scored, or who were you? Mm. Who would you have been I, uh, watching in the early years that you'd have been shouting I, for? Out of that team, out of that team, it would have been Badger. He was he was my favourite player for a good while, and then uh, I really liked Andy McLaren and Brewster. Um, following on from that, that was the sort of time when I started to get. So I I first got a season ticket. It was the year we got relegated so after winning the cup <laughs> um, they must have been selling them cheap or something and I thought alright let's go for it so uh, that was the first season but I had one right through from I from that the promotion season then uh, the Scandinavian revolution Tommy McLean and then right through to Alex Smith and now that would have been about 2000 maybe 2001 yep and, and then other things took over my weekends after that uh, stopped going quite so much but uh, that was the sort of purple patch during that Mid to late nineties, eh? it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I mean, just the start of your season to get the season we got relegated to someone else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was. I mean, we've discussed this season loads of times, Paul. Can we come on the Barca winning the Scottish Cup and just didn't improve the squad? We just didn't no, improve the no. squad enough. You know, and no, it was not like it. It was it was horrendous. You know, with a play. I mean, Dragut and Ristich come in for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's that was not happening. Big in the barrel, then, oh yeah. Aye. Uh, played Tartan and pressure off that that year in in Europe. I remember, um, remember that. Yeah. We beat them three two at Tannadice. Um Probably three one over there. Aye, we did that. Of course we did. Right out. Uh, um, but that that was kind of a rough season. But for you, I take it it never even getting getting relegated or whatever. You kept going, which is the kind of main thing. It was the same. My granddad chucked at that season. We got relegated. He was like, nah. But I'll still buy your season ticket. But I meant I got to move. For top tier of the George Fox, where the family would go into the East Stand, yeah, um, East Stand and it was it was brilliant in there. I mean, it was yeah. easy to go on the pitch, the uh, playoff 
season. Um, <laughs> but with them, did you get more? Did you get more out of being a season ticket holder the year we went up, or when you were watching boys like Olofsson and that on the park? Because that was incredible under Tommy McLean. I don't know. I think there was just because you because we were still that young and football was a ma- still a massive part of your your life and it meant like it felt like it was like that's when you kind of learned that it's more than just a game like this affects everything. So that's that's the season that we came up. It felt really important at the time to get behind the team and you know you got to sort of this the second half of that season and you know the songs were started coming that you know United are back and all the rest of it we were, we were, there was that belief that we could maybe maybe do it and then yeah that's probably that playoff the Park Thistle playoff game that's probably still my favourite night at Tannadice ever I think just because of the way it unfolded and did you go on the pitch? well funny story about that because <laughs> I had because I had a season ticket um, I, I got in for the 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 second leg, but none of my mates could get tickets because they were they were like wildfire. So I was on my own. I usually would go up with a few mates, and um, none of them were coming. So my dad was working. He was still polis, and he was working at the game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, can I get a lift up?" So he gave, he gave me a lift up. I would have been sixteen, maybe fifteen, sixteen. He's like, "I'll give you a lift up," and in the, in the car on the way up, I was kind of. I was like, how do I, how do I break this to him? I thought, Dad, you do know, right? See if United win tonight. There'll be a pitch invasion. He's like, well, that's fine. But if I tell you one thing, if I see you on the pitch, it'll be the last, it'll be the last game you ever go to. And then, of course, things transpired the way they did. And I, I mind running right past him, like right at the, right at the side of the goal in front of the East Angle. Right, Dad. <laughs> did you knock his hat off? No, I was really... Uh, <laughs> that would have been the tunnel lid on it. No, 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 I ran right past him, straight on. and uh, Grounded for a fortnight? No, he, he, he was uh, he was all right with it afterwards because I think it was pretty good-natured. There wasn't yeah. really any bother. And, like, if I'd stayed in the stand, I probably would have been the only one in the stand, so... Uh, so you would have spotted you easily, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so he, I think he was just he was just of the, of the opinion, do you know what? Uh, it's probably never going to happen again that way, so I'll let you off. But, uh, yeah. But, it was pretty fun. Pretty funny running right <laughs> did, past them. Did you have the when you got your season ticket for the East Stand? Did you stay in the same seat for the years you had it, or did you move about? Um, move, I think I moved about. Yeah, Aye. yeah. Because I, um, I still know my seat. Like I could go into the top tier of the door, or I can go in the East Stand. Or I could pick my seat out that were my season ticket seats in the early hmm. time. The East, uh, the second time back in 08 when I got one again, or 09 I think it was. I couldn't. I could have a rough guess of where that was, but. Still remember my seat, and if any time I'm walking on the touchline for any reason, I can always look at it and go, "That's that's where I used to sit." And you've moved about yeah. as well, Paul, and yeah, you've you know, but yeah, you've been yeah. in that seat for a while. Uh, I, I tell you, the true story about my seat is I've no sat in my actual seat in the Eddie Thompson stand for about four seasons. Because your own man's in it. No, no, oh. my seat is at the top of the. So you kind of know roughly where I sit. Ah, your tunnel these side. Days. Yes, but the the top of that stairwell is where I sit. That's my seat up there. But I'm never there because my old man Leo that they've got a, a bunch of seats just doing, and because some of the season tickets are for Burns that aren't even in this country, I just sit in their seats beside Leo. So I've not actually sat in my seat for ages. I think it's like bottom of the Eddie seat U eighty or something. That's my actual seat, but I'm never there. You'll never see me in it. So you're actually in the extra leg room seat. So you're telling me. No, but I have my own seat is the extra leg because I mean. it's right at the top. Ah, but no, nah, just to uh, 
just do a courtesy of the old man. Uh, I sit beside him. I wonder and if actually, I sit, in, that. I, I sit in front of him just so that when we get a wee bit excited, I jump up and he misses that. It's, it's great. <laughs> Pisses him right off. Pisses the woman behind him off and up, but that's <laughs> just the way it goes when you're this height. Oh, yeah, I'll bet it does. Um, Favourite season then? Are, you, are we going for that season? Are we going to tie down? It's right, it's right up there, just because of the way it ended. But the, but most of the season was was pretty pish to watch, wasn't it? It was just the, the way it ended was great. Uh, much like the season we've just had, the way it ended was great. But uh, you you had to drag yourself through it a few times. I don't know. It's hard to argue against. Obviously, the cup winning seasons are highlights, aren't they? Mm. Um, I don't. But I don't know. Just to be a bit a wee bit left field and go for a different answer. The season we finished third under. Tommy McLean, like that was a brilliant season. I loved that. I just loved everything about it. The, um, I think we were going for a nine-game winning streak, which we've never done, or we were trying to equal it. And that was the game we beat Celtic one 0 with McSwigan lob in the last minute. And that was yeah. absolute carnage. Yep. Um, and just the way that we got that that run of wins in a row, and that whole season, it just felt it felt like came up. We are back now. We're back in the big time. We're doing something, and it was great. So uh, yeah, I loved that season for sure. Yeah. The McSwiggins, the McSwiggins one is when he uh, nutmegs Mark Lamara. Yep. And then stick can and get that though if you watch it back. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I just remember, I remember that lob, and I remember thinking, "Come to me, snow on it." Just took forever. And I was just watching for where it bounced. I thought if it bounces before the line, we're in trouble. But I think it bounced just. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely yeah, perfect. That was it, and yeah, I think I nearly ended up on the pitch then, not on purpose. <laughs> sure, Kerr, still, still waving at somebody. There's a yeah. ball in above him. Um, but n- 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 nights like that are are incredible because even I mean back in the day, obviously in Paul's time, uh, there was a, we'll beat the ass cheeks, eh? But sometimes you've got to really enjoy it when it's happened, yeah. even for the nineties to to now. But nights like that were brilliant. Same as the. Um, We've mentioned the Rangers game when Johnny Russell scores in about ten seconds and stuff like that. You know they are they're massive moments. They are absolutely and kind of massive one moments. One of Dean Robertson's arts as well in the cup run that was tremendous. He's still dining out on that as far as we're led to believe. Eh? Peter Houston, when yeah, he was but you would you would go, wouldn't you? Like, but as you as you say, like United, we're not a club that's won that many trophies. So like, I'm not saying that fans focus on these moments, but we maybe remember certain moments more than more than others like a Celtic and the Rangers like they'll they've got that many bloody moments can they're spoiled arses and they, they still they still want mayor whereas we get a moment like Davy Robertson scoring a goal off his ass and it's iconic <laughs> and a deer celebrating before he scored iconic these things are tremendous for us yeah um, if, if Billy McKinley was a favourite player sort of then which other players would you have been favourites of yours and years gone by could be any year, any decade. Yeah, I, I always loved uh, I always loved a like a dynamic, impact, powerful striker. So I loved Brewster, I loved Olofsson. Um those guys were, were brilliant to watch um and, and could score your goal as well, which is uh, what it's all about. Uh, I loved Andy McLaren. I remember I remember really liking Robbie Winters when he was around. Um and then yeah, McKinley, some of the more cultured players that we've had have been have we've been quite spoiled, really. Um occasionally we've been quite spoiled, no other mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, the Charlie Miller when he came in that was a great sort of run uh, some outstanding moments then following United too which you have covered uh, numerous times no Nicole Donaldson on your list 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Hopeless. Like, Cole Dawes and uh, uh, Mark Durnan, man. That was those were bad times, eh? Incredible. To, to put a uh, to to put a young goalie as well, basically untested and behind them is unbelievable yeah. at the time. Uh I mean you've had some highs, so I mean, let's get in some lows. Let's have, a, let's have a right laugh. Um, obviously, the the relegation and then coming back up as a high and a low thrown together. You know what I mean? You've had a high of getting seized to get the low of getting relegated, then we got back up, and then like say cup finals and all these kind of things and some of the games that we have. But you must have had some. There's some low points for United fans, isn't there? Whether it's individual games and yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or seasons that we've had. Uh, Want to pick out one or two that have gnawed at yeah. you a bit more? Well, obviously, you're lo- losing so many cup finals is devastating. Uh, I remember being gutted at the 91 cup final, thinking we were going to finally do it when we took it to extra time. So that was devastating. Um, other than that, it's, yeah, it's individual it's individual moments that, like, at the time contribute to uh, a slide down. Uh, that's the, the season that we got relegated most recently. That was horrendous to watch, and then yeah. it didn't stop after that. You know, you're taking oh, we took six off Falkirk or something. It was like, <laughs> that was just oh my five off air, four off Queen of the South. Yeah, did we remember, go on? <laughs> I remember considering writing an a, an open letter, you know, to the club like. Can Abdi just leave and can we just start again? Abdi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, where I was working at the time, we actually did a couple of did a couple of jobs in and actually actually in the clubhouse at St Andrews where they get their food and everything cooked. We were working mm-hmm. in there once, and the players were coming and going, and I, that was at the point where it was it was ropey times in the championship, and yeah, it took it took a lot of resolve to know just march over and assume control and start booting arses. <laughs> <laughs> Cook their dinner. I think, we, I think we got a, we got a real view of what life was like in the championship in terms of like. Teams turn over a hell of a lot of players and stuff like that. There's a lot of just one-year deals, but hard to keep players. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, and but I remember that first. I remember that first season and the players come in. You actually were. I mean, for me, I remember going, "Can't have this league. Like we should can't have this yeah. league." Yeah. And holy, yeah. But again, you still shouldn't be overly worried. But we were. Awful at times that season. It was yeah. unbelievable. Our mind coming at Easter Road when we've just been absolutely spanked in the January. We'll pump three nine, and it was three, like, nine, yeah. "This is this is bad." Like, but again, we should always be in sort of touching distance. But just that turnover every year. Like, I know people are going on about how many players we still need this year, and whatever. But that was like double figures every year. Can't. But it was very rare when we were adding quality, and then you'd get a wee a wee gem would come in. Like, I mean. We'll find out after this when we day on this day of what Paul really thinks of Scott McDonald. But like you look at how many goals he scored, like on paper as well, coming in, he had to work and he done his bit. It was the other team, the the rest of the team sometimes were like, This is this is pretty boring. Like and three years ago we got bit for East Fife, I believe, according to uh two, two no. seen yesterday. Yeah, yeah two that. Yeah. So that's yeah, <laughs> I mean, if this is what we were wondering about just now, I've tapped that just for now, but some of those championship years were god awful, eh? God awful. One of the worst one of the worst ones ever was that uh the St. Mirren penalty shootout. That was just I could not believe what I was watching it. 
Yeah. yeah. I remember thinking afterwards that is we deserve all the pelters that are coming our way after that because that is yeah. pretty much that's pretty much the worst thing I have ever seen on a football pitch. Yeah, yeah it was it was terrible. Like we we obviously we scored the penalty ourselves to take the lead. I'm pretty uh, sure. Club, did, and then yeah. and then Connolly scuffed the ball in the air and. <laughs> Ronnie, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it no that arsehole Danny Mullen that scored for them? Legend. Uh, <laughs> I think he scored. And then, as you say, even on that day, like people will forget. Mind you, his Twitter got hacked as well by some uh, the Rangers fans, and they were posting all manner <laughs> of nonsense on it. And then we went in a penalty shootout, and we couldn't hit Kuzarsvi Banjo. So, ah, like, I mean, I, to, to be honest, like, I, I can that you're saying that that was a low point to me. Like I was, I was at the stage where it didn't surprise me. Like I, I can remember coming back in the car that that night. Me and the old man were like, "Well, can it's no shock." My young lad at the time was absolutely raging, and he was raging even more that I wasn't that upset about it. Like he was, so he was pissed off at United. He was pissed off at me for not being pissed off as much as him at United. But uh, there's been low points. There's been so many of them, so many of them, and in recent memory as well. Like not so much. Even if I'm thinking back to the games that I go to for the 80s, like, there's not been that many low points for perfect the championship years. They'll probably haunt a few Arabs for, for some yeah. time yet. I remember the year after, so we were defending the cup, it must have been 2011, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, Motherwell away to us to a replay, went down to that on a pissing rain on a Tuesday night, and you were united, were shite, got yeah. 3-0, and that's the only game to this day still that I've left early. I was just like, mm-hmm. fuck this. Like, we just left and got up the road because we were never getting anywhere near that when it went to three. Yeah. But it was so disappointing, you know, because you, especially after, I see, you, you kind of fall into that naivety. Malpass was talking about it. You know, you win the cup and you're bang up for it the next season. You're, yeah. as soon as the cup run starts, you're like, right, we, let's do this. And then, yeah, to get come crashing down like that so soon into the run was just horrendous. But it was the manner of the defeat that night as well. We were just shit. I'm not sure yeah. how, the, how that team actually managed to, to get about 3 nothing. I mean, Pernice, nah. Dylan, Watson, Dixon, Conway, Swanson, uh, Bobin, uh, David Robertson, Scott Robertson, John Daly and David Goodwillie. Just obviously didn't they fancy, eh? Unbelievable. For whatever reason. Um, that, that game you mentioned when dangerous Danny Mullen got, got, scored the goal. Um, do, you want to have a, do you want to have a guess at that team, Paul? I was in that, that team that day in 2019. Ross. Ben was in the goal. Yeah, Reynolds, Connolly, yep. Callum Booth. Yep. Uh, I think of what? No. Spell in it. No, no. he'd have been left away, back. Who was left back? Callum, Callum Booth would have been left back, would you know? Well, Jamie Robson was playing an ass, so. Right, well, okay. So I think we're uh, doubled up on that side. Paul Watson. Scott, Nicky Clark. Yep. Scott was Scott McDonald there that year or was that the year before? Yeah. It was a year couple before, of couple of good looking boys centre midfield. Hargs. And who else? Big Butch. No, big beautiful boy. Algerian, I think. Maybe Tunisian. Buena. Oof, big Rashid Buena. was playing. Yeah. Pavel yeah. Shafranco. And Shafranco, that's right. the boy up the road. Kind of cross a bar. Yeah. Yeah. That was that day. Uh, Laidlaw, Franz, Paulette, Butcher, Stanton, uh, Smith and Osmond So on the bench that day. But that that was horrendous. I was there. I mind that hurt, that hurt more than Hamilton did because the Hamilton game in the playoff, whether it was the 10 cans 
or I actually thought we're out on our feet here, we're done in. Ken, the Simon Murray thing for the first leg, all this. But that St Mirren game was just ridiculous that day. It was just, it was just grim. It was just absolutely grim. So, I mean, we've had a right laugh in the championship. I mean, come no, on, I, it's been a... It's been, through that, though. We're through that. We're through Let's it. Let's not do that. Let's not do it again for a while. No, eh? no, for for a number of years. Jeezy, babes, it's been some. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been kind of grim. It's been kind of grim. Um, if you were to pick your five-a-side team of United mm-hmm. players that you have seen, so you kind of go picking like probably Paul Hegarty or anything like that. So who who would make? I don't care what formation you play. You can play four play strikers for I care. Got, got You've got to hit a goalie. Oh, you need a keeper, yeah. Who are you going for? I'd probably be probably be Guido in the goals. I think he'd be quite. Agile around about a five-a-side box, like legend. Um, and then four outfield, you've got to go. You probably got to go Malpass and maybe Dave Bowman, Billy McKinley pulling strings, and Brewster up front. Well, so you're def- so you're definitely finishing that game with four then. <laughs> Bowman's in it, so it's an uphill task straight away. Now that's a decent team. Yeah, that's uh, it's hard to argue with that. That's a good team. Who'd be in your Who'd be in your goalkeeper if you were to pick a five side team? You go, Alan Main. Alan Main would would be the goalkeeper. Alan Main would be my centre half. Okay. Uh, play he'd front? play both positions. <laughs> I'd be a striker. Play up front. Probably Paul Stark. Because ah, you can Ralph, just Ralph, see. I can I can go I can, back to the. I can. So my team. So my team's better your team. Okay, regardless, I'm here, Ralphie Mullen. Although uh, I did I did live through the era of actually seeing United six aside team. <laughs> And regardless of these boys being great players, they were hopeless in 10 and 6s. So I might have to revisit that a later date, Rondo. Honestly, why was she shaking the 10 and 6s? Probably because they were a steaming drunk in 10 and Who knows? Didn't want to be there. I know, I know. Uh, but no, listen, there's been some good strips there. There's been some highs for the lows. Um, did we get a favourite game for you? I don't know if we did. Do we got a favourite game? Yeah, we're, we're touching on it. It's hard. Uh, obviously, 2010 was a, was an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not kidding about that, Ronnie. Nope. Obviously. Uh, why weren't you? Why weren't you there? I don't think I even know. Oh well. Oh, I've told the story before. I'll tell you it really quickly again. So at the time, uh, at the time, 2010, uh, I remember I'd, I'd left a job. So we're talking May. So I'd left a job at the end of. Uh, December when I was I was uh, self-employed at the time and the contract didn't get renewed um, it was just my turn not to get a renewal and I mind going I was picking up as much DJ work as I could but I wasn't bringing a lot of money to pay the bills and I managed to get to some games that year because I was working um, I got to a lot of games actually earlier on in the season so I'd maybe miss I didn't have a season ticket but I'd maybe miss like the odd game but as it went on towards the Easter um, I was trying to look for a job look for a job and they were all it was all going to be Saturdays. And I was like, fuck, I might just need to take this job. And it started in the May. And I actually wasn't going to be working the Saturday. But I didn't have a pot to piss in because I wasn't going to get paid. I was like a, a, a month in lieu or something. So I just had no money. I just couldn't go. So I had to sit and watch it in the in the house with Tim, uh, who was obviously felt felt he got a raw deal because his team weren't in a cup final um, because they'd been pumped out for... Ross County, mm-hmm. uh, and then we I went and DJ'd at a wedding in Arbroath that night for no no a lot of money, put it that way. But I just I just couldn't afford to go, and it's still to the because I was there in twenty fourteen and it was horrendous. Loads of the games yeah. me and Paul spoke about like League Cup finals, the 
penalties. The I obviously wasn't there for the Mark Kerrine, but loads of them yeah. have been at, and it's just been so disappointing. Or semi-finals, but to no be there in 2010, yeah. and then like a fraud, hey, two of them as a guest. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that 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 was the, that, that was the main reason I wasn't there, and it, it was horrendous. And you know, it wasn't even a case of, I'm not going because we're going to win. Just to to see the scenes, it's like it was brutal. It was absolutely because I mind full time. I, I reckon I saw Wilkie lift a cup, and I had to leave. So it was any of them. There wasn't just any time in it. But yeah, I didn't have a pot to piss in, so yeah. I basically had to go and work, and it was absolutely horrendous. But. Um, what a day for 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 people that ah, were there. Exactly, it couldn't have worked out better. You know, and it, the 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 way it worked out, you any United fan really who wanted to go, you could go because you weren't worried about you know yeah. shit. We need to be really lucky to get tickets because we're playing Rangers or we're playing Celtic, and we're only getting a percentage. Yeah. You know, you, every, anybody that wanted to go, it was a brilliant day out. But it's pr- probably oh, it's one of my most favourite memories. Finally, seeing United lifting the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wasn't there in 94, I was only 13 and the police were saying no to that at the time. <laughs> no no way you're going on a bus with your cousins because you can't exactly what they'll be doing the whole way there. So, um, I had to watch that on the telly, which was brilliant. Um, and yeah, 2010, I kind of scunnered 2010 right up. I felt I had a horrendous hangover. I totally kicked the arse out of it the night before staying over at my... Um, my wife's brother's house in Glasgow um, the night before, and yeah, I, I felt horrendous right up until the first goal went in. After that, it was great, and then the the, the rest of the game and celebrations and going home was brilliant. Um, but no, I think I think that for the time of uh, the timing that it happened in my life, and for the some some of the personal stories connected to that Patrick Thistle playoff game, I think that's probably my favourite game. Yeah, and uh, you um, mentioned your cousins are they still going? Are they still mad arms? Um, I know. So my cousin Neil, his he's got a young lad, uh, Leon, who'll probably be a, he'll probably appreciate a shout out because he's a big fan of uh, the podcast. Uh, Leon's a fanatic. I'm not sure how much Neil goes now, but I know Leon goes quite quite a lot. And uh, yeah, he's carrying the torch now. Um, so it's great to see. Yeah, definitely. Max, yeah, people just people just need to carry Paul in for his bum back. That's what Leo be doing next. One of the best parts of that playoff night, I mean, you know when you'll know what it's like when you you've got a season ticket, you kind of know who's around you without yeah. knowing them, if you know what I mean. So there was an there was an old boy, and I mean, and I mean like probably in his eighties, who was sitting in front of me for the whole season. So you'd been through the ringer, you had gone through everything together. Don't know his name, couldn't tell you if I ever walked past him again in the street. But right at the right at the. Uh, before we got the equaliser, it came from a free kick way out in front of the George Fox and Winters took it and we were all thinking, like, this is the chance like, to get a, the equaliser and he, he, it was a shite free kick. It went right into the corner flag and that's how McLaren ended up doing his wee ballet dance uh, somehow around the two or three defenders. So at that point when the free kick goes in and we've, we've basically fucked it, like the, the old boy's turned, he's, he's turned around with his head in his hand basically going, I can't even believe this. We're having another year of this pish. Basically, that's what his expression was saying to me. So the whole time that's that's transpiring on the on on the touchline with McLaren dancing around these boys, I'm getting obviously excited. The old boy's no turned around; he's still looking at me. So he's watching the game through my expressions and trying to figure out like what's going on. And of course, there's that wee bit of ping pong. My head must have been doing the same thing. And then, of course, the bar hits the net, and 
I, we just cleaned them out like but everybody, <laughs> everybody just go on this boy <laughs> and, I hope, uh, and then I ended up just about everybody did after that goal I ended up about four or five rows further towards the goal and I started I never saw him again I hope I never killed him eh? <laughs> um, but that, I'll never, never forget that the way he just turned around and like he was watching it through through my expressions. It was uh, one of those moments. Yo, listen, we've all had these moments and we've seen boys levitating downstairs <laughs> at Tanadice and well, we've seen it at Dens, the boys just levitating yeah, to it. Boys <laughs> gliding down the stairs. Tremendous. Ten rows. Because my, my the craziness when uh, I can't remember, was it Easter Road when uh, Big Martin took out Cameron and <laughs> took the whole road? Yeah, that was yeah, just getting yeah, rock bottom my, stabbed uh, you. <laughs> uh, that, that was, uh, there's been there's been some incredible scenes after goals in yeah. the United matches. There really has been. Never celebrated that we did a, a, a double against our broth when we thought we were getting bit. Oh, good. Sometimes. That's crazy. Wasn't it? Absolutely mental. Uh, no, Barry, it's been good looking back at some of the uh, United stuff, but also uh, you've got quite an important sort of message to share as well as part of your day job, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm a mental health support worker. I do one-to-one peer-to-peer support with folk that are struggling with their, with their mental health. And I always thought this was a good sort of uh, segue into maybe getting a chat with, with yourselves and just, uh, yeah, just to raise that awareness, you know. Um, I think anybody that's connected to, to any sort of pastime, they do it because it improves their mood, it makes them feel better, gives them a release, gives them someone else to focus on. And when I think back now, you, you, I didn't realise it at the time, but yeah, when I think back now, like so that that Park Thistle game throughout those sort of middle teenage years for me were, were pretty difficult. And football was hugely important for me then to sort of carry me through, um, give me something to look forward to, give me something to be excited about um, when you're coming, you know, through the week. So it's um, yeah, it's it's fantastic to to be able to talk about you know these experiences now and share them with people and maybe point them in the direction of you know have you thought about trying to reconnect with something maybe that might do you some good and um you know so much of what we uh so much of how we feel on a day-to-day basis is totally determined by what you do and if you don't spend enough time doing things that you love and you enjoy then yeah you can you can slip through the the cracks and end up in in dark places so i think things like like the lockdown definitely highlighted that to a lot of folk um, who maybe hadn't experienced it before and were all of a sudden, guess what? You can't do the things that you used to love. You can't go to the football. You can't go and meet your mates for social occasions and you can't go to gigs and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's it's always been someone on, on my mind. And United as a club seem to be really proactive about it as well. They've got some great um, stuff going on through the community trust as well, um, you know, encouraging people to get involved with, whether it's improving their fitness or just going somewhere where they feel safe to be able to talk about things that are maybe bothering them and yeah that's, that's what I think needs needs to happen really more and more often we need to normalise that and allow people to feel comfortable to speak about their mental health Did you see I mean I, I don't want to give the result away but uh, did you see the UFC fighter Paddy Pimblett yesterday? I've seen the fallout on yeah what for what he said yeah, yeah afterwards I didn't I didn't actually watch it um but yeah no I'm aware of aware of what he what he said afterwards yeah yeah and he'd he'd come out and said that and it seems and I think it's probably the you'll know more about it but for for men especially it's getting 
men to open up and to talk is yeah. is the hardest yeah. thing. But that's obviously totally. what he was getting over because his pal had sadly taken his life during the during the week. He'd woke up to a text on the Friday morning before the weigh in, and then and ought to go and speak. So sorry, Paul. I've pretty gave away what happened there. But he then said, you know, we need to talk. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more because he would rather. Um, his friend was crying on his shoulder they need to go to his funeral next week yeah. or the week after which is 100%, huge yeah. isn't it that's massive yeah and it's, it's really unfortunate I see it quite a lot sometimes it takes a moment like that in a person's life before they are aware of you know the importance of of taking care of yourself or making yourself open so that other people know that they can come they can come to you but um, that's where our, I think that's where our service is 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 really crucial. Um, so I work for Hillcrest Futures. There's another um, third sector organisation called Penumbra that we work alongside. And between us, we run this the peer support group throughout Angus, and it gives folk that chance to come and speak to somebody that they don't know. You know, because quite often it does feel like oh, I don't want to, don't want to call my my family up because. I don't want to pin my problems on that on them, but I do still feel like I really need to talk to somebody. So it's great that we can offer that as a service. You know, they can come in to a safe space confidentially and chat about things. And yeah, there's definitely been a drive towards the more male oriented side of things as well. You know, you see things like uh, Andy's Man's Club and the uh, Man Chat up in Aberdeen doing great things up in the Northeast. Very inclusive and very open and encouraging towards men in particular um, because unfortunately it is men in particular who seem to be the ones that are mostly affected and, and driving these statistics up essentially and we need that to change for sure and if people want to get that kind of support where can they go where can they get information yeah so um, speak to your GP in the first instance um, we uh, work closely with GPs certainly throughout Angus within Tayside again you know contacting your GP is going to be uh, your first protocol and they'll be able to open up to you what services are available in the area and um, we're not quite in the stage yet the Scottish government are really proactive with things like peer support and lived experience groups and um, encouraging the uh, availability of that but it's not quite at the stage where it's nationwide yet and um, we're hoping it will grow um further afield than you know just angus for us just now but at the moment that's where it is and um, but your gp is always going to be able to direct you to start off if the folk don't want to speak to their gp you can search online there's plenty of organizations out there that will talk to you the scottish association for mental health um breathing space um, and shout is a good one as well if you don't want to talk to somebody shout is a service that you can text so you can um, send a text message and somebody will converse with you um, through messaging if that's more comfortable for you so those would be uh, your sort of key key ones to go to, to start off with yeah oh, brilliant stuff good to hear um, before we let you go uh, we can't be on the eve of a new season without asking what your prediction is for the season ahead yeah it's tough, isn't it? Because you're almost, in a way, you're kind of looking at Tom Coates and thinking, you've uh, you've done as good as you can do here, and you've know you know that. <laughs> so he's away. Um, yeah, I think it was always going to be a challenge uh, if he stuck around, like because the, the expectation now is going to be huge, isn't it? You're you're seeing record season ticket numbers, and uh, everybody's pretty excited again about prospect of United back in Europe where you know it's been a while but great things have been done before um, you don't know I, I, for me I would just hope 
I hope we don't embarrass ourselves in Europe. I hope we, uh, if we can get past this round and get within touching distance of the group stage, that would be amazing. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily expect that to happen, um, but uh, you always hope, don't you? Um, so not embarrassing ourselves in Europe. I'd love to see us consolidate top six and be pushing for Europe within the league. And uh, it's the romance of the cup, isn't it? You always dream for a cup run. You know, we'll take either of them, League Cup or the Scottish Cup. The Scottish Cup's what, that's where the real romance is, I think, for United fans. Certainly of our kind of uh, generation, um, where it's, you know, that's been the that's been the one that's given us these brilliant moments, isn't it? So you always hope at the start of each season that we, we can progress and put a run together. But it's not going to be as easy. I don't, well, not that last year was easy, but I think there's going to be a lot more competition this year. A lot of teams have strengthened around us. So we'll just have to hope that we've strengthened enough and that Jackie Ross is the man to do it. So we'll see where it goes, yeah. So thank you to Barry. Uh, he, he came on, he was looking resplendent in that marble awake at Rondo. Uh, and there was some some good conversations that we had with him about United. Obviously, we could speak about United a day, every day. Uh, and then he, he left us with like a very important message about men's mental health. So so please, if, if you are out there, if you are struggling, uh, heed his advice, you know, speak to someone. We're going to put up some links about the, the certain organisations that, that can help. You can reach out to them. So uh, if, if it does strike a chord with yourselves, please, please do open up and, and get in touch with these guys. Yeah, links are in the show notes uh, to the websites that he did mention. Right, on this day then, final bit of business for this episode in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. 25th of July is our focus today. One game, six signings and three birthdays. Our one game today takes us to 2000. As man of the moment and podcast pal, Morris Malpass was applauded onto the pitch for his testimonial versus Everton. The normally restrained fifer whose calculated and controlled approach had for 21 years been his football trademark made no attempt to hide the emotion that he felt as he walked through the guard of honour created by his fellow professionals and made his way to the centre circle to acknowledge the applause of both sets of fans. United won the match 2-1, Joachim Faraz wanted to wrap Gaza's pus and even Alex Murphy scored. My question to you, Paul, is can you name the two players in the Everton squad that day who also wore tangerine in their career? Wow. I can name one of them, I think. Duncan Ferguson? Nope. No. Jesus. Okay. Alec Cleland? Correct. That's one. Okay. Wasn't a big dunk? No. Jesus peeps. Just double checking uh, that, but he was the name I was throwing it. That's no him. Okay. Oh. Hmm. You've you've absolutely stumped us with that in Rondo. I can't think. Well, here's another one that I've just noticed. Both of them won the Scottish Cup being it. On separate occasions. On separate occasions. <laughs> People are shouting at you right now. Probably. Probably. Played for Everton. Yep. No, I'm, I'm struggling with that. I'm really struggling with that. I'm. Wasn't at the anniversary dinner. <laughs> Craig Conway wasn't at the anniversary dinner. Never played for Everton. What, what year is this? 2000. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Alex Glenn won it in 94. 
He did. He did. So Somebody the other must guys, have won it in 2010. Danny Caramartari. There you go. Yes. <laughs> nice one. There you go. Signings then. Nah, big dunk. Gone. Gone by then. Okay. Uh, Signing <laughs> six to get through. I'll tell you the year. Tell you who they are. You tell us if they're a hit or miss. No, no order today. Random as any. 2013. Nadir Chiefchi. Massive hit. 2000. Neil Heaney. Neil Heaney. Stinking. I've seen him score an own goal, Devin Heather at Tynecastle. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, no, nah, not for me. Stinkin. 1996. Lance Key. My goodness. Do you even hate to ask? He's maybe the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen at Tannadice. Mm, he's got some company, I'll tell you that. Oh, he does, but he's up there, or doing there. 2018. The laughable years. Hmm. Yannick Luemba. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> I think he might have been like a no-bads guy to bring on at halftime and they keep the ups and fancy tricks, but nah. What's what's your memory of Loemba? What's Abdi's memory of Loemba? Uh, clearing the East Stand. Clearing the East Stand and landing the ban. Somebody's cabbage patch oh, in the allotments oh, behind. Oh, Absolute joke of a player. 20, oh, 2017. Mentioned him already. Scott McDonald. Uh, I quite like Scott McDonald, but I think we mucked him a bit. We were we played him. He seemed to play out of the place. He should have just been up front. Mm-hmm. Tell to bang the goals in. I'm pretty sure he scored about 14 for one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a hit, albeit at a lower level. 2007. The Mad Monk. Oh, it was a big hit as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely a big hit. Maybe you got three three v three there, Hank, for hits and misses. Uh, yeah. Birthdays: Michael O'Neill's 53 today. Oh, that midfielder. Correct. Darren Jackson turns 56. And podcast pal, United legend, cup winning captain and total gentleman, Paul Hegarty is 68 today. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Hegarty. In the first instance, uh, the man is an absolute legend, an absolute hero to many, many United fans. Uh, Darren Jackson, uh, happy birthday to him, I suppose. And Michael O'Neill. That Good. name just makes Probably me think of that, that time that you... Well, you had him doing as a striker, Stryker, did you know? Sorry, yeah. uh, uh, see, that, that's, <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of him. So, I'll just um, click on him right now, right? Michael O'Neill. It soured my memory of Michael O'Neill, what you did to me that week. I really did. Michael O'Neill, position left midfielder. But he was an 18-year-old striker when he signed, so there we go. Disgrace. Uh, right, that is it. And I was twitching 90 minutes ahead on Thursday night. Either way, I'll see you in Amsterdam. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. Have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your arms. Oh,